Thanks for listening to the Valley Point Church Podcast. We hope it's a blessing to you. begin by saying happy Mother's Day to all of the moms in the room. I hope you feel treasured and honored today. You certainly deserve that. So let's honor our moms. Can we do that? You are truly a gift and it's an honor and a privilege to celebrate this day with you. This is kind of a special day for me personally because my mom from Illinois is actually here And I'm going to be interviewing her in a little bit, so you have the privilege of hearing from her. We have not been able to celebrate a Mother's Day together since 2009, so it's been a few years, but she's physically here, and I'm going to introduce her to you in just a little bit, and she's really cute and funny, and we're going to have a good time. But my mom, she's a fantastic person, she really is, and a great mom and you're going to benefit from hearing from her today. I do want to say, I know this is not a great day for everyone, and I want to acknowledge that tension. Normally, we think of Mother's Day, and it's, ah, this is a wonderful day, and it's happy for moms, and certainly that is true, but it's not a great day for everyone. Perhaps you're walking through Mother's Day for the first time without your mom. Or maybe the relationship that you have with your mom is not great. Perhaps it's even seriously damaged. Or maybe this day just brings up loss to you. I want to acknowledge that tension in the room and say, I'm glad that you're here. I believe you made a great choice in being at Valley Point Church today. And here's how I would encourage you. Allow scripture, and we're going to dive into scripture here in just a moment, and unpack a great paragraph found in God's word. Allow scripture, which transcends relationships and hurts, to encourage your heart today, okay? I'm glad that you are here. And now I want to ask you to take out your napkins. Will you do that? You're given a napkin when you walk in the door. Welcome back to week two of White Napkin Sundays. I'm going to give you some things to write and some things to draw on those napkins. If you're here for the very first time, you might think we're a bit weird. And that's true. We kind of are. Once or twice throughout the year, we have these series called White Napkin Sundays, where I encourage you to write things down on a napkin, very simple things, very practical things that you may be able to share with someone else about life, about faith, about your church, and perhaps you could even write it down on a napkin as you're having a conversation in a restaurant with a family member or a friend. So we use this as a way to practice for what you get to practically do on your own. So get that napkin ready, take it out, and we're going to use both sides. Here's my napkin I'm going to break it into two parts, side one, side two. I want to encourage you to write down our big idea for today. And this big idea is going to frame our conversation. And then we're going to use that big idea to dive into scripture. So here's the big idea. This is what I want for everybody here. Be fantastic. Okay? This is for everybody. I'm going to encourage moms and women in particular on this special day for you 
to be fantastic, but really, students, guys in the room, this is for us as well, so no one can fall asleep as we think about being fantastic. If you have a Bible or a device, I want you to find Philippians chapter 4. This is going to be our text for today, a great chapter of scripture that was written, get this, in approximately A.D. 61. So these are some ancient words, some ancient literature that we're going to discover today. But uniquely, it really points to, here's how. I mean, it is possible for everyone to be fantastic. Philippians chapter 4. It's written by a guy named Paul who was an apostle. He was a leader in the early church and a prolific writer in scripture. Philippians, it's a New Testament book. Galatians, Ephesians, Philippians, and then Colossians. So if you find one of those books, you are very close to Philippians. All of these books are letters from Paul. He really wrote them. Paul, a real person, wrote a real letter to real people in a real city. The book of Philippians is written to a church, a group of people in the city of Philippi. And Paul begins to encourage them. One of the things he talks to them about throughout the book, and this is a theme, is joy. Here's how you can have real and lasting and true joy that supersedes the circumstances around us. And we're going to talk a little bit about joy today. One of the other things that I think comes out of the book of Philippians, and in particular chapter 4, is this big idea of how we can be fantastic. So with your Bible or with your device, let's begin reading with verse 2. It's clear when you walk through this that Paul had a very warm relationship with the Philippian church. He really liked them. As a matter of fact, it may have been his favorite church. Now, Scripture doesn't tell us that, but based on the wording and the warmth of how he communicates to them, it's very possible that this church in the city of Philippi may have been his favorite. But here's the deal. They were not a perfect church. They didn't have it all together. And so Paul begins to write to them about how they can turn it around and be fantastic. So here's what we read in verse 2. Philippians chapter 4, verse 2. These are the words of God. Now, I appeal to Euodia and Syntyche. Please. Again, real people in a real place. Euodia and Syntyche. Paul's writing to them. Please, because you belong to the Lord... Because you belong to God, because you love God, here's what I want you to do. Please settle your disagreement. Okay, let's pause there for a moment. Who is Euodia and Syntyche? Well, these were two women in the church who most likely held a leadership role, but they were having a problem. They, they didn't get along and Paul thought it was important enough that he address it in the letter. Here's something I want these two gifted people, these two leaders, these two valuable individuals, I want them to begin working on settling their disagreement. Verse 3, and I ask you, my true partner, 
to help these two women. Now, who's the true partner? Paul's addressing Euodia and Syntyche, please settle your disagreement. And then he says, you, my true partner, please help them a little bit with the issue. Well, the true partner was probably an elder in the church and the primary leader. And so Paul talks to that particular individual, my true partner, will you please, please, please help these two women settle this disagreement? And here's why. For they worked hard with me in telling others the good news. They've done a great job of sharing the gospel the truth about Jesus and how he came, he lived, he died, and he rose again. And when we trust in him alone, we can enter into a forever friendship with God. They've done a great job in telling others the good news. They worked along with Clement and the rest of my coworkers whose names are written in the book of life. Okay, here comes the memorable part now. Well, actually, I think that's kind of memorable what we've already read because we're talking about conflict resolution and let's become unified and let's work together. And that's a good thing that indeed can help us individuals and organizations like a church be fantastic. But what follows now are four takeaways. And we're going to walk through these. I'm going to have you draw some things. We're going to pull four takeaways right out of Philippians chapter 4 that will help us think through how we can be fantastic. And because this is Mother's Day, I want to encourage and challenge you moms and the women in the room to lead the charge on this, okay? It's your special day. But here are four takeaways. We're going to pull right out of this ancient text. And I want to encourage you and ask you to lead the charge on this and set a great example. But everybody else, remember, we have to do these things as well. So here we go. Number one, be full of joy. If you want to be fantastic, you got to be full of joy. That's what verse four says. Always be full of joy in the Lord And Paul repeats it because he wants to emphasize it one more time. Again, I say to you, rejoice. Always be full of joy in the Lord. I say it again, rejoice. So let's do this. On the other side of the napkin, if you haven't filled up the, or if you have filled up the other side, let's think about these four takeaways. How about this? Everybody loves a smiley face. Put your hair on there if you want. That's my hair or something like it. Be full of joy in the Lord. Now, here's the deal with that verse. There's the word joy, and then there's the word rejoice. Those two words come from one Greek word. It's the Greek word kara, which means cheerfulness, goodness, It also means a calm delight or gladness. So think about this for a moment. Isn't it really annoying when you're having a bad day and you're not very happy and you're feeling grumpy and someone looks at you and says, you just need a little more gladness. You need to be happy. Here is a a little bit of, what's the word? 
calm delight. Here's a dose of calm delight for you. You just need to relax a little bit. You need more joy. Don't you want to slap those people? But here's the deal. Paul is saying, church, if you want to, if you want to be fantastic, if you want to make a real difference and have impact, kara, cheerfulness, gladness, pure delight in how you act and interact with others. Now, we have to remember, this is written by a real person to real people. And when you go back and look at the context of what is happening at this particular time in AD 61, you've got the Apostle Paul writing to this group of individuals. If we understand what they are experiencing, it makes this whole concept of being joyful, Oh, let me say it again. Rejoice. Yeah. Kara. Cheerfulness, gladness, calm, delight. It makes it very rich. So what's happening in this church? Well, one of the things we know is they were having a lot of disagreements with each other. And so Paul pushes on that a little bit and tells them, you need to be filled with joy. I think that's going to help the issue. There's something else unique that's going on here, though. And that is, if you go back to chapter 1 of Philippians, you'll discover Paul is writing this letter to the church while he is in prison. So he's locked up. He's bound, and he talks about how he's not free to do what they may be able to do. But yet, in the midst of being in prison, which doesn't sound like a great place, that's not normally a situation where people will say, you know what, in the midst of this, boy, I've got Kara. You don't normally hear that, but yet that is what he is encouraging the Philippians to do. And it is our encouragement on Mother's Day 2018, be filled with joy. Rejoice, oh, and let's emphasize it one more time, be filled with joy. Paul was not urging them to be unrealistic. I don't think Paul is urging us to be fake either. It's okay to experience sadness. We all walk through this. Jesus himself cried. He wept. We have to remember that, but Paul is advocating here that we take joy and we attach it to something. And even when we may not feel great, even when there may not be pure delight and cheerfulness and gladness in our hearts, if we take all of that stuff and attach it to something, I do believe there can be a level of joy that, again, overrides the circumstances around us. So what is Paul pointing toward? Well, if you go back to verse 4, it says, Always be full of joy in the Lord, in the Lord. And so he's pointing to this, and I think being grateful, regardless of what's happening around us, is a way for us to experience true and lasting joy. So one of the great things I believe we could do on this Mother's Day is to reflect a little bit and to think about what has God done for me that does bring joy into my life? And I can point to that whether it's a person or it's an answer to prayer or it's an unexpected blessing that God brought into my life that does bring cheerfulness, gladness, and a little bit of delight. You've got room on your napkins. Write some things down, okay? Write some things down. What are some blessings in your life? 
and you all are looking at me. You're supposed to be writing down the blessings, okay? I'm going to write down a few of the things in my life. My mom and dad are with me today. It's great to have them here, the Kohlers. Tanya's mom and dad, the Johnstons are here as well. So we get to celebrate Mother's Day with our moms. My oldest son, his name is Cameron. Cameron just graduated from Temple University. Yes. Go Owls. I just have to find a way to move him off of the payroll now. So we'll, we'll work on that over the years. I received some discouraging news this morning. That never actually happened. So we'll... We'll see how that goes. But right now, I'm excited that he's a, he's a college graduate. And so I look at these things, my mom and dad being here, Tanya's mom and dad, and what's happening in Cameron's life right now. And that brings a level of joy to me. And I can point to that as the hand of God in my life and something that he has given to me that brings Kara. And so even in the midst of sadness, if today isn't a great day for you for whatever reason, I want you to think about the blessings of God in your life. Take that napkin, put it somewhere, review that, and be glad in that, and allow that stuff that you've written down to bring joy into your heart. Okay, number two, here it is, the second takeaway. Let everyone see that you are considerate That's what verse 5 says. Let everyone see that you are considerate in all you do. Uh, That word considerate is very interesting because in the construction of the sentence, it contains connotations of gentleness, of yielding, of kindness, of patience. We're not talking about being spineless here. We are talking about being selfless. And can I just encourage the moms in the room right now that you probably live this out better than anybody else. Thank you for doing that. You are considerate. And you may not always receive praise for that, but so many of you, if not all of you, you yield, you give up, you are kind, you are patient. You're not spineless, but you are selfless. And so I want to encourage you, keep up with that, set the pace, be an example for all of us on how we can be considerate. And so here's how I think about this second takeaway. It's about the relationships with the people around us. Me to you, you to me with the people that are next to you, let us consider ways that we can be kind to each other. I think the key word there is kindness. I don't know if you remember this or not, but back in February, as a church, we walked through the kindness challenge. Four weeks of saying we have to be kind, we have to be kind, and here's what scripture says about this, and this is the way of Jesus, and everybody was encouraged to pick a person, and over 30 days, improve the relationship with them by doing acts of kindness. And a lot of us embarked on that challenge, and I think we saw some good results. That's the heart of this second takeaway. Be considerate to everyone. Practice kindness. Listen, I want Valley Point Church to be known as a faith community that is considerate 
and kind. It's shocking how many churches aren't, aren't that kind. It's an amazing thing. So what I want for us and what I think God wants for us, because it's the way of Jesus. Like he acted this way. And when you walk through the Gospels, Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, you find him over and over again being considerate and being kind. He was not spineless, but he was selfless. And I want our church to be marked by kindness, that people would look at us and say, you know, that, that Valley Point Church, they're just kind and considerate. It's the way of Jesus. So let's embrace that. Okay, takeaway number three. Here it is. Tell God what you need. Tell God what you need. So there's a prayer element here. And so let's point up and say, let's talk to God. Let's not worry, but let's pray. Moms, do you ever worry? A few chuckles. I think moms are pretty good about worrying. I know mine was. <laughs> and maybe you're the same way. Well, here's the deal. This tells us we're going to replace worry with something better. Okay, let's read the text. Verse 6, don't worry about anything. Maybe I should read that again. Don't worry about anything. Anything is anything. Instead, pray about everything. By the way, one of the things I love about Scripture is that when it tells us don't do this, a lot of people think the Bible and this ancient literature is all about stop, stop, don't, don't, can't, can't, stop, all that stuff. Well, those lists do exist. They are there, but we are often or even always told, stop doing this and in its place, put on this. So put off and put on. It's not just enough to stop doing something. We have to replace it with good behavior, and that's what we find here. So don't worry. Stop it. Instead, put on prayer and pray about everything. Tell God what you need and thank him for all he has done. Then you will experience God's peace. So here's what comes after. Worry, no, stop. I'm going to embrace prayer. I'm going to put that on, and I'm going to pray about everything. And when that happens, you will experience God's peace, which exceeds anything we can understand. His peace will guard your hearts and minds as you live in Christ Jesus. So we could write this. Worry. Stop it. I think that's the challenge on this Mother's Day. Stop it. Just don't do that. Instead, pray. And tell God everything. And it's after that that the peace of God comes, which is a great thing. Okay, one more. The final thing we're going to pull from Philippians chapter 4 is to fix your thoughts. So this involves our mind and our brain here. Fix your thoughts. Verse 8. And now, dear brothers and sisters, one final thing. Fix your thoughts, which means to reckon or consider or make a mental note of this. So this is kind of a big deal. It's kind of important. 
Fix your thoughts. Reckon, consider, keep a mental record on what is true. Here comes the list. On what is true and honorable and right and pure and lovely and admirable. Think about things that are excellent and worthy of praise. So fix your thoughts. Make a mental record of this. For the fourth takeaway here, I'm going to draw a brain. Here's the front part, the back part, the other part, and I'm sure there's more, but that was the extent of what I remembered from high school. The brain, your mind. Fix your thoughts. So what happens up in here? It's kind of an important thing. And we fix our thoughts on what is true, honorable, right, pure, lovely, and admirable. Think about things that are excellent and worthy of praise. Now, where does all of that lead us? Here's the conclusion in verse 9. Again, Paul, a real person writing to real people in a real church, he tells them, keep putting into practice all you learned and received from me. Everything you heard from me and saw me doing. Then, then, the God of peace will be with you. And I think at that point, will be fantastic. Certainly not perfect, but fantastic because there is a level of kara, there is joy that supersedes the circumstances around us. We are extending kindness to others. We're replacing worry with praying about absolutely everything. And we're fixing our mind, our thoughts on this list here, things that are true and honorable and right and pure and then the God of peace will be with you. This is a great thing for all of us to pursue on Mother's Day 2018. Again, moms and women, please lead the charge on this, okay? You continue to be fantastic for all of us and set a great example for our faith community and for the communities around us. Please keep doing that. And the rest of us, well, let's follow their lead. And let's be sure that we're pursuing being fantastic as defined in Philippians chapter 4. Back to the big idea. Living Philippians chapter 4 creates a fantastic person. I really believe that. So let's be fantastic. Okay? Good challenge on Mother's Day? I certainly hope so. I want to ask you to welcome my mom, Judy Kohler, to the stage now. Will you do that? This is my mom. She's from Chicago. She's here. Happy Mother's Day. <laughs> All right. Great to have you here. So uh, here's the deal with my mom. Uh, I'm, I'm, I'm like in my pastor mode now. I'm going to do the whole breakdown thing. Here's, uh, let me sit down, okay? Uh, my mom, she has four children. I'm one of them. I have an older sister and two younger brothers. Uh, with dad, you've, you lived in Illinois all of your lives. They have 18 grandchildren. I have six of those and the most yes. of my siblings. So I won that particular competition. <laughs> so really, really great to have you here. It's been Thank several you. years since we've been able to be together 
on Mother's Day, so this is a real treat, and I want to thank you for sharing it with Valley Point Church, a place I love dearly, Mm -hmm. and I know you have come to love as well because of our love for what God is doing here and for the great people that God has assembled in this special place. One of the things that I think I appreciate about you is that you're full of joy, always bubbling with joy, a lot of energy and enthusiasm. You're a happy person. And I remember that from a child all the way on up to today. So you're very happy. But in the last couple of years, I know that has been tested. You battled cancer. And the good news today is that you're on the other side of that and you've been cancer-free for a few years. So that's really good news. Yeah. And dad, at the end of last year, was having a lot of pain and had to go in and they removed one of his kidneys. Mm -hmm. And that was a very trying time. He's so cool, he only needs one kidney. That's right. That's just how amazing he is. But in that, a a lot of worrying and tears and prayers, and I remember a lot of these conversations. Mm -hmm. But yet underneath all of that, there was this sense of joy and confidence in who God is. But joy was there. And we've been talking about joy today. Where does that joy come from? Well, because of what you said today has sparked a a thought in my mind, um, the joy that we have is attached to the strength of the Lord. Mm -hmm. So we can't have that joy without that. Um, Your father and I have had a very special uh, verse that has, we have had for a long time, uh, especially been meaningful to us this past uh, couple years with what we've gone through. And it is 2 Chronicles 16.9. And it says, for the eyes of the Lord run to and fro throughout the whole earth seeking to show himself strong Mm. on the behalf of those whose hearts are completely his. Mm. So we have seen that strength. He has given us that strength. And we know that much of that is in order that we can be a testimony and a witness to those doctors and nurses that we've dealt with and um, and I would say especially our family. We certainly have wanted you, our children, um, to know that even through the hard times, um, we can be joyful because God gives us that if we choose to have that. Um, but especially our grandchildren, we just really want them to know and see that we can live our lives full of joy no matter what we are going through because that's what God tells us to do. Mm. So you're on the other side Mm. of some of these challenges, and there may be a few more around the corner, but you're in a sweet place Mm -hmm. right now. No doubt there are some individuals here who are in the midst of Mm. a pain or a trial, Mm -hmm. a storm, and they're not on the other side yet. What what would you say to them in terms of hanging on to Mm -hmm. God and his goodness and 
experiencing joy when they may not feel like it? Well, it, it isn't easy. Mm. There, there have certainly been tears, and I'm sure that you have experienced that also. Um, we, we sometimes are down, and we get depressed. Um, the idea of uh, writing our blessings down mm -hmm. so that we can go back and review that and remember that God has done so much for each of us in our lives. Um, but it is a choice. Uh, we very definitely have to choose joy and um, that is very important in our lives. And there are things other than health, of course, of financial situations and uh, maybe family problems that there are. Mm. But each one of those things, again, um, the joy is attached to the strength of the Lord. And he is the one who is going to lift us up and help us through those times. Um, whether they take long um, you know, the Bible talks about very often waiting on the Lord. And so many times, um, well, most of the time, I would say we aren't cured of cancer. Mm. And um, some situations, even like what your dad has had, um, can be more difficult than what he has had to walk through. Mm -hmm. So um, that is certainly understandable. Um, but we, we just have to know that without um, God in our lives and joy to make it through, um, we're going to we're gonna fall and we're going to fail. Okay. We talked about prayer today mm -hmm. and not worrying. That's what yes. Paul tells us to do and replace worrying with prayer prayer yes. because that's that's how we combat that you pray I know you pray mm -hmm. and I'm thankful for that you've prayed for me consistently mm -hmm. throughout my life I know you pray for our kids mm -hmm. one of the things my mom will do in the morning often when we're getting ready is she'll call and when the phone rings just once or twice that's her message to us that she's praying for our kids as we're getting ready so, you know, the phone, there's grandma, she's, she's praying, and the kids smile at that, they appreciate it. So I, I know you pray. Will you talk to us a little bit about how you organize your praying and, and how you have made this a discipline in your life? Because I know this is a hard thing for people. It's like, yes. you know, how do you pray? And it gets boring, and you get lost in the shuffle of it. So talk to us about how you organize your prayers, because I think it's, it's a great idea. Well, um, I have a journal, and I brought it with me. Um, just to share that with you, it's hard to be focused when we pray. And if we don't write things down, um, and the, I will say the older we get, the harder it is to remember some of the things we want to pray for. So I think it's important that we journal these things and um, make that a part of our everyday life. Um, now, every day, I do pray for my children, my own children, my in-love children, and all of our 18 grandchildren. Um, and so I do that every day. I do it especially on Sundays. There's some extra special things that they need help with, and, and I'll pray on Sunday for them. And I, we both pray for Eric on Sunday and um, so, but then I have it organized into all the other days of the week. 
So on Monday, I pray for our ministries that both my husband and I are involved in. We pray for them and we pray for our finances. On Tuesday, I pray for our extended family, uh, our friends, and all any needs that they might have. Um, on Wednesday, I pray for missions. And I know Valley Point Church is involved in missions and, and our church also. So I pray for missions and missionaries on Wednesday. On Thursday, I pray for our unbelieving friends, uh, those who don't know the Lord, very important to uh, bring them before him. And on Friday, I pray for uh, the president and our local government officials. And then on Saturday, I pray for our pastor and um, our leaders of our church. So that is just a simple way of keeping our thoughts organized in prayer. That's great. So every day you pray for the 18 grandkids. Yes. Should we test her <laughs> if she can name them? Let's do it. Oh, boy. Go for it. <laughs> Okay, so Austin is our oldest grandson. So there's Austin and Reagan and Ryland and London and Emerson and then Cameron, Clarice, Kaylee, Chandler, forgot him. <laughs> Chandler and, oh goodness, I messed up already. Cameron, Clarice, Chandler. You messed up on Kaylee. my kids. I know. <laughs> Caden and Cambridge. There you go. And uh, Belia, Dawson, Felicity, and Brielle, and Carson, Landon, and Easton. Yeah, nice job. Good job. Good job. <laughs> Thank you. I don't even know my own kids' names, let alone the nieces and nephews, so good yeah. job with that. Yeah. Uh, real quick question. I, I am your favorite child, right? <laughs> of course. Of course. Of course. I know my siblings don't watch my talk, so it's yeah, our little secret. <laughs> okay. One of the things I really appreciate about you as well is you track with what's happening at Valley Point Church, and when we call, text, email, you often ask about things that are happening here, and you're aware of events. We start every year with a series called Life Verse, where we encourage everybody to find a verse or two to anchor your soul in for the new year, and you do that exercise as well. Yes. Will you share your life verse with us for this year? I will for this year. Um, I don't have it memorized yet, um, so I wrote it down. It is uh, Psalm 27, 7 through 8, and you will be amazed when I read this, how this has gone along with this message mm. for today, and how would we ever have known that back in January, but this is just so neat. And it says, hear me as I pray, O Lord, be merciful and answer me. My heart has heard you say, come and talk with me. Hmm. And my heart responds, Lord, I am coming. That's great. That's great. That's a great verse. Will you help me thank my mom for sharing with us today? Thank you. <laughs> That's great. Thank you. I'd like for you to pray for us, for Valley Point Church, for the moms in the room, for the women, and just ask God to bless us. Will you do that? Yes, I All will. All right, let's pray together. Great. Our dearest Heavenly Father, we are so thankful today for Valley Point Church 
and all this church means to the people here and to us as family. And God, I know that you smile on them daily, that they may be your favorite, Lord. Mm. I just am so thankful for what you have done in this church's life, this beautiful building, and um, all you have given them. I pray, Father, that you would help them to be grateful every day. And Lord, I pray today for the moms here and the women in this building who love you, Lord, and um, I want to celebrate today this very special day for them. I pray, Lord, you guide them and direct them and give them great strength. Give them joy, Lord. Help them to choose that each and every day. And God will be careful to thank you and praise you for all these things. In Jesus' precious name, amen. Amen. Thanks for listening. If you call Valley Point Church home or would like to make a donation, please go to valleypointchurch.com slash online giving. If you're in need of prayer, we would love to serve you in that way. Send us a message at prayer at valleypointchurch.com. Be blessed.